My name is Dr. Austin Tay, and you are listening to Psych Chat. Hi there, welcome to episode 10 of Psych Chat. In today's podcast, I spoke with Jordi Escartin, Associate Professor of Organizational Behavior with the University of Barcelona on System Thinking and Systemic Leadership. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For any comments or suggestions, please send to psychchat at omnicide.com or tweet to psych underscore chat. Hi there, and welcome to our new episode of Site Chat. Today, I'm very, very uh, happy to actually invite a contact I know about probably, what, six years ago when I first met him, uh, Associate Professor Jordi Escartin. Uh, he's the Associate Professor of Organizational Behavior with the University of Barcelona. Hi there, Jordi. Hello, Austin. A How are you? you. Yes, yeah, good. Well, yeah, at home. Probably most of the people here. <laughs> yes. And then, and as you said, all of us are confined to home. And I think this is the best time to uh, do a podcast series. Uh, thank, thank you for joining us today. Perhaps you could give us a little bit about uh, introduction to our listeners, uh, who you are and what you do. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would like to start that I'm a human being, perfectly mm-hmm. imperfect. So some days I'm scared. Some days at home thinking what to do, but as well, I try to be a healthy husband and a father of a, with full love of a child who is called Gaia, which I love yeah. so much. And in my work, I have, I could say, like several roles, like different petals of a flower. So I'm an academic, as you say. I'm a researcher in areas like work-based bullying that you are an expert as well. Mm-hmm. And we know each other from this side. But I try to do other things like I'm a organizational consultant and I work for management firms and I do executive coaching. And as well, I'm a senior advisor in HR for different international companies. So I try to see myself like a work in progress. <laughs> and to tell the truth, I don't know whom I'm going to become in the years to come. So let's see. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting. All of us nowadays have to wear different hats. We all yeah. have different personas because of the things that we do. And as you say, one of the things that you mentioned earlier on were um, 
research that you've done in workplace building, which both of us are kind of very passionate about. And of course, the other part of the uh, things that you've done, as you mentioned, organizational people development, um, one of the things that I kind of realized when I was looking at your profile, you know, although I know you were about six years when we first met in mm. Milan for the conference, um, you being part of my, my, my contact in LinkedIn, I always look out for interesting people and what they are doing. And one of the things that caught my eye was um, systemic coaching. You have been mm. dealing with a lot of systemic uh, uh, coaching uh, uh, itself. And I was just wondering what exactly is, you know, and this is why I wanted to talk to you uh, about in this uh, podcast. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more. What is systemic leadership? Okay. Okay. Think, think in somebody in your, mm-hmm. in, your, in your clothes world who sees the potential in others mm-hmm. and, free, and free it. That, that could be like a very informal way of, uh, of talking about that. It's like a, a system leader who is humble, mm-hmm. who doesn't have all the answer, who, mm-hmm. who is a good listener, mm-hmm. and has a systems intelligence. Mm-hmm. And what a systems intelligence is, maybe it's one of the questions for you, yes. for people who are listening. It's a kind of ability to see your experience as not your just your own experience, but as a part of a system as a whole. Mm-hmm. So you can just focus not only on you, but my interaction with you, Austin, my interaction with other people, and which is the feedbacks that this interaction creates, all these kind of things, I think we can just uh, collapse in what is a uh, system leadership. And I think it's bitter because you see the TV and the radio now with Trump, Bolsonaro, Piñera, all these world leaders, and they are for, for sure the antithesis of this systemic leadership. <laughs> mm, mm. So in a way, it's like all of us are part of a big system. Uh, whatever we do, whatever we say, it does interact with other people and that also uh, affect the way people give feedback to us and how we perceive mm-hmm. things. Am I right to say that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that now it's not that we are insensitive and they are self-sufficient and we don't need anybody. You know, we are in a, in a world now interconnected and the planet has a system, but there's uh, much subsistence inside like Europe, Asia, etc. But then you have countries like Spain, you know, and then you have communities and areas. So all of these are different systems and we are part of all of them. And this has a lot of um, repercussions. Mm. So a systems intelligence allow us to define ourselves as individuals that depend from each other, that need to take care, you know, and then we are in a community. That's more like what we think when we think about systems intelligence. Mm-hmm. So kind of pulling back, an individual has to be mindful of the actions, the things that they say, uh, the the thoughts that they express, because whatever we we do, we say and and we we uh, con- uh, kind of share is going to be uh, in one way or another. Looking at what you're just saying about system itself, uh, that it will impact and also affect other people, the repercussions. And when you were talking about the 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 uh, connectivity, that I was thinking in my mind is like mm-hmm. the ripple of a uh, when you throw a stone into a pond, you see the different ripples that it creates. It's a kind of connection there. Uh, so we, we have to be mindful. So as, as someone who, as you said, individually, uh, what we do, we, we are so connected to everybody now. And with, with the world being so close together with technology and uh, collaboration within uh, people around the world, this is so much an important uh, way of thinking. And and mm. how, how do you get about, you know, how do you first start it? Looking into this, you know, it must be something that's that's interest you in, in kind of looking in depth into mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. For sure, I, I, if I go back, I could go back very, very, very in the past. But if I go to 2006, mm-hmm. I was I was starting to 
to work as a consultant for external companies. And I just, you know, I was aware of systems intelligence and all these things from many authors and many readings and many work, uh, personal experience. So I started using it. Uh, I said, well, let's see what happens because uh, I, I, I couldn't find many answers in, 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 my, in my experience before mm. from focusing on, you know, personality or focusing only on people. Like you are, you are the guilty one, you, are, you should be ashamed of this. So this kind of individualistic point of view was not useful to me. So I tried to use this and, wow, I started getting results and organizations were getting more profits, more results. So it was kind of natural flow of, of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And with such holistic vision, I, I started connecting dots and I, I just, I tested it and it worked. Then I follow it. That, that's, that's where I am here now. Just mm. to, I'm a true believer of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Could you give us an example, perhaps, uh, uh, how has it worked for you in terms of maybe your teaching or your your uh, kind of uh, external work with other uh, organization? Mm-hmm. Let's 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 sing or let's visualize. Okay, travel with me. A small and medium enterprise, mm-hmm. where everybody feels like a family. Mm-hmm. So employees throughout through the years. They, they, they feel they are part of a, a family, okay? Mm-hmm. Of course, they have an owner, but it's a family. Then, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the company is sold. And, of course, uh, some employees are fired, others survive the acquisition, but the thing changed. And mm-hmm. the new owners that maybe are in another country or in another continent, they hire a new CEO to try mm-hmm. to rule the firm in the new circumstances, okay? From the very beginning, this CEO normally or easily will find uh, lower levels of commitment on the employees, the new ones, and as well the surviving ones. Okay, mm. so what does CEO do normally? That this 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 CEO will communicate to all in a very one intended way that everything is going to be okay. Mm. However, however, from a systemic perspective, uh, we know that this will not make things better. To the contrary, why? Because she's kind of repeating the old pattern from the original owners who sell the idea that we are a family, mm. even if they were not a family. Mm. So somehow uh, it was a betrayal there, mm. and, and, and now the employees are not really involved. So that's kind of context where we see that systems intelligence, systems thinking, system work—it's needed because if you really focus on the just on the lack of commitment from employees, we'll not find a solution. We'll see the symptom, but not the solution, right? So mm. what what can we do? That's probably the next question, right? Mm. So let's think that the, the CEO, the new CEO should acknowledge these facts from the past. So be aware that what happened. And from this acknowledgement, try to do something. For instance, she could acknowledge that she doesn't know everything, that she doesn't know and she cannot promise that things will be okay. Mm. And they are not a family anymore. Mm. I know this seems very simple somehow, although it's very difficult to do. But systemically, these actions have a tremendous effect. Mm. Mm. So it's kind of also being not um, overly positive when and in the context of what you just said, some a new CEO coming to a, an organization where people were kind of very demotivated instead of practicing what they used to do in the previous uh, uh, incarnation, they should yeah. perhaps look at what is actually the issues that need to be dealt with and then work towards that and, and, and also be attentive to everybody's uh, needs and also the, the needs of the organization instead of just practicing what was done before. So mm-hmm. in terms of understanding that, that would create a better way of 
communication, a better way of running the organization, and people will be more motivated in 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 that sense. Am, am I right mm-hmm. to say that? Yeah, I think that the take home message from this case, from this example, mm. it's like uh, first of all, Simpsons are interested in facts, not really mm. reason. So why mm. the company was so well, it's not really the point here. Mm. So but the facts, right? Mm. And the second thing is that. As you, as you mentioned already, systems are part of larger systems. So mm. probably uh, most problems are fractals of problems in the bigger system. Mm. Like it happens with corruption. So employees do small things, but in the high corporation level here, there's a lot of corruption. Something. We can see that in politics, right? So mm. in this case, uh, the lack of commitment is just a symptom, as we saw. And mm. we can solve it if we just go to the higher system, to the upper level system. Mm. And if you look there, you can find out that the, the, the owner sold idea of family, but as well sold the company. So this is kind of way of working with systems. Mm. Not only get stuck in the system where you have the symptom, but you just try to go lower and upper from the system. Right. So kind of really targeting everything and not just looking at one aspect of it. And I think this is quite, I was just look, uh, thinking what you were saying, it's quite um, very symptomatic of a lot of organization uh, that we see today where a lot of times, you know, instructions are given from the top and then the middle management will just uh, uh, do the instruction and people who are affected are always on the lower strata. But then they don't really look at, you know, how the repercussion of one action that affects the whole organization. It's more of just taking orders and then they do it. And when things doesn't work right, they will just either get rid of the person or kind of say, well, you have to do better in, in that sense. But they don't really look at, the repercussion. And I think with mm-hmm. what you were saying about systems itself, I think it's very important to see that connection, you know, the, the ripple effect. What one does will impact on another person and the other person will be impacting on another strata, d- different levels, etc. And then that will come uh, into how the organization functions and also how the organization is being perceived uh, by other people outside. As, as one of those things, I think a lot of people who are wanting to join an organization will also mm. be looking at how organization function, the culture, uh, the way they are doing things. Do they really uh, practice what they preach? And I think this having this kind of uh, uh, theoretical background or understanding about systems itself, applying to the organization, I could see there's a lot of benefits. And we kind of really smoothly come to the next question, you know, why should we apply this kind of leadership in, into organization and how do we do it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, nowadays uh, the the employees uh, have a lot of challenges and everybody has a lot of stress. So when we think about a system leader or system leadership, it's somebody or some role that can engage everybody, all the stakeholders, all the stakeholders, sorry, mm-hmm. with has highly diverse priorities and perspectives. So it's 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 a role who forges alliances across boundaries. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of catalyzer who enables and supports wide speed action. So mm. it's more like you create the conditions for others to decide collective leadership, mm. and uh, you, you you can have you know share the challenges. Somehow it's a role that belongs to the entire team. So system leadership will be shaped by various individuals or subsystems, and I think this is kind of a relevant point here. Mm. Mm. And I think it kind of also creates um, an environment that uh, coming back to what we are both yeah. interested in an environment that uh, diffuses or decreases the possibility of workplace bullying too yeah for sure for sure yeah. I mean yeah I mean 
sometimes the bully or the bullies are just, you know, like symptoms. Yes. So, yeah. so what, one question for, for you, for me, for any leader in an organization is like, what is the systemic function of a bully? Or what is yeah. the systemic function of a victim, right? Yeah. Because perhaps some something or somebody was excluded from the past or maybe for what's happening is that the order is not respected, uh, too much reaching, or the old things are not considered, perhaps an imbalance. So these kind of questions is a systemic question that a leader and systemic leadership brings out and mm. allows to think not about the symptom, mm. but about really what's going on. Because remember that organizations are complex systems, are living yep. systems, which means there is a lot of networks of relationships and people want to grow, want to learn and needs to self-organize, to transform, etc. So mm. all these are networks, right? So mm. I, in my opinion, system leadership is one of the most attuned forms to acknowledge, to understand, and to influence systems and subsystems. And mm. I think always, like uh, in my teaching, for instance, or in my training, I, in works of Leonardo da Vinci, such leadership realizes that everything connects to everything else. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that is important. I'm mean, seeing what you just said. Uh, visually in my head, I could just see it. You know, it's so important to see the connection that all of us has in, in, in terms of that systemic uh, way of looking at it. Uh, it does create a sense of um, accountability too. And you know, it's, it's very important in, in organization. We shouldn't be looking at just you are a department and I'm a department. We are not kind of related. We are all part of this huge uh, dynamic system. You know, if one system fails, everything is not going to be functioning. You know, it's, yeah. it's very important to do that. Well, what would be your tips for an organization who is actually looking at, you know, mm. how should I incorporate systemic leadership or system thinking into an organization? What should they do? That, that's a very good question. Let's, let's focus on two things, I think. The first okay. one, it's humility. I mean, this is really required. Mm. I'm laughing, but it's, humility is very neat in this world right now. Mm. Because uh, it's, it's, if you want to really will to embark uh, upon a new path, okay, you have to be open to the idea that resources and challenges are everywhere. So the power has to be shared. And the, uh, it's like a network thing. So mm. it's not a top-down process of decision-making and power, as you say. So that mm. humility is something that has, has to be there as a precondition, let's say. And the other thing that is very metaphorical from the animal kingdom is like leaders should start using soft eyes, like a prey, instead of hard eyes, like, like a predator. So in order to be exposed to to more information as possible. Otherwise, we keep focusing on the part without being aware of the whole system, which is very unproductive. Mm. So imagine, imagine you are like uh, in, a, in a general manager and you have your, at the end of the year, you have your training department who has spent a lot of cash. So you just hire, uh, sorry, you just fire the guy from the department of training. But the point is maybe that two years ago in the selection department, the person who was there was pensioned and the new guy who came was not taking seriously the role, and they selected people without the necessary training. So mm. the Department of Training had to invest much more money than the previous year for training because the selection was not well done. Mm. So if you just look at the past from a CEO perspective, you don't see that. You just see results, right? So it's mm. the process that we have to focus on a lot. Mm. I like your, your, your analogy about the animal kingdom, the prey and the predator. And I think, you know, Putting in the context of what I know about organization, uh, a lot of times you hear managers saying, you know, as what you just said, uh, 
I have a budget. I need to get. I need to spend a budget. I need to get this done, and then I'll take, take, take what has been required mm-hmm. of me. But they don't really solve any issue, or they don't really actually improve uh, uh, the uh, employees' capability or skills. And then it falls back to square one. All of them are not capable of doing more things because, as organization are less people, more work. They will pile up more uh, uh, projects for people, and these people are swimming, you know, in 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 the whole uh, perspective of not able to do those things. But you know, they are struggling and so on. But yet, organizations don't see that. And I I like the way you were saying. Sometimes we just need to look at it differently, you know, and and not always just want to get things done because we are uh, asked to. But then don't really look at the uh, the reasons behind it or even the benefit of doing so as what you just said about the uh, the example of our training. That is fantastic. I mean, I I've, this is the first time I've heard something like that. You know, from your way you were talking, I know you're very passionate uh, uh, about this this whole uh, uh, system thinking, sy- uh, systemic uh, leadership, and 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 uh, to be in- incorporated in organization. I I've learned a lot today. I mean, I've I've never been in an organization. For, you know, I've been out of organization, big organization for a long, long time. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I do see it now in retrospect. What you're saying, you know, I've seen all the past actions because I've done within those organization I work with, um, and how they have actually affected the whole. Um, uh, working environment where people are not happy and they just, you know, it's kind of, they do a lot of things piecemeal. Uh, let's deal with an issue because it comes up, but they didn't look at it in a bigger picture. So from my perspective, this is something that, you know, people need to start looking at it. And, and you have actually kind of given a very good, uh, broad explanation of that. And, and I thank you for that. It kind of opens up my eye and, and my mind at the moment. And I definitely would like to, to know a bit more about, about it in detail, uh, reading more research perhaps, and also uh, guidance from you if you have anything that uh, uh, that you can introduce to, to me and also to our listeners. Uh, it would be great. And uh, I'll definitely put it on the show notes for our listeners to, to look at. Um, are there anything else that you would like to share with us in terms of, of that uh, type of leadership, systemic leadership? Or should it, should you, should we be looking at any uh, current research that's in the market that to to get understanding? Well, I think that this is this is maybe not new at all. So there is a lot of guys in the past who have brought us a lot of knowledge, and there is a lot of big big names that are already there that you could read. I'm thinking about, for instance, uh, Peter Senge, okay, Otto Sharman now who are in MIT. But I mean, there is a lot of guys like Paul Waslavik who is already dead, passed away already or Carl Weick, so other professors that have been working on this uh, constructivist paradigm and this system perspective. So these are a lot of big, big names who really are very influential right now. And I've been always like drinking from their sources. So I have to be coherent and I have to be very humble and very with a lot of humility, right? So I think yes. that the, the best way to go is that guys, because they really know what they are talking about. I'm just you know on my way, because as I told you at the very beginning in my presentation, I'm a work in progress. So I, I try to see myself like like with a love of learning and like a, with a beginner's mind to tell yeah. the truth. Yeah, I think it's, it's very important, as you said, humility, learning and progress. I think all of us are, and it's always good to always be nourishing our mind, uh, mm-hmm. our, our skills, you know, and, and, and learn more things as we go along. And there's no way one can say they are an expert in anything in what shape and form because we are constantly learning and there are always new research and, and new ideas in, in the market that we can adopt and, and learn. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, 
Thank you for those recommendations. Well, thank you for your time, Jody, because this has been fantastic listening to what you've just shared with us. Uh, what we're going to do is, um, on the show notes itself, I'm going to put your details, your your uh, your social media details, and if anybody wants to get in touch with you and learn more a bit more about uh, systemic leadership or system thinking, they can contact you directly. Would that be all right? That, that's great, Austin. It has been a pleasure for me as well. So thank you very much for everything. Not at all. My pleasure. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Psych Chat. This podcast is brought to you by Omnicide Consulting. We are a team of psychologists with a wealth of experience in working with individuals, teams and organisations in the areas of coaching, executive selection, assessment and development, career transitioning and workplace intervention. Omnicide Consulting exists to solve the critical issues facing our clients, both large and small. Our approach is to tailor-make each service to meet the requirements of our clients. Our broad range of services and solutions help individuals and organisations to facilitate change, achieve their vision and optimise performance and productivity. For more information about our services, do check us out at www.omnicide.com.